Hey again, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am one of the pastors at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today, another message or another section of scripture on elders and how to, the church interacts with elders. And in this section, it's actually referring to how a, a church deals with an elder who is either accused of sin or is proven to be in sin. And the principle we're going to see here is that in the church, there should be no partiality. We, we should not show partiality to elders we like more than others, or elders, we, we should not show a, a negative partiality to elders we don't like more than some. Well, let me show you what the text says. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. The Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, and inspired by the Spirit, down to us today, he says this. He says, do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Here's what he says. He says, if there is someone who has something, a charge to bring against an elder, there should be multiple witnesses. This is actually how we approach any kind of accusation in the church. We should never entertain an accusation uh, or a charge against a person on simply one person's testimony. That there may be more investigation that needs to be done and all of that. But, but just because someone has something to say against one person, or in this case, an elder, doesn't mean we just take it at face value. That's the point here. It says there should be two or three witnesses. So say there is an accusation of an elder who continually uses foul language, but there's only one person that ever has heard him use this foul language. Well, in, in that case, a church should be very leery about receiving that charge against that elder. Now, they should talk to the elder about it. Certainly, they should talk to this person about it. And they should be aware if there maybe are others who might have been in that situation, who might be able to confirm this accusation. But this is a serious matter. Uh, do not admit against a charge against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Now, let's say there are two or three witnesses. Let's say there is an accusation and it is an accusation against an elder's character and it is something that is clearly disqualifying. In verse 20, it says, As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that they may stand, or the, excuse me, so that the rest may stand in fear. This is teaching that a church is to rebuke an elder who persists in sin. Other portions of scripture teaches about handing this person over, someone who is in sin, whether an elder or not, handing them over to Satan. This is a picture of the church enacting church discipline even against elders. And see, we live in a world sometimes where it seems like the leaders are above the law, that they don't have to answer for their, their deeds. But in the church, that is not the case. If, in fact, a, an elder is proven to be in sin, and especially if they're unrepentant for it, that this must be uh, an action. It, the action taken is they are rebuked in the presence of all, the, in the entire church, so that the entire church may stand in fear, fear of continuing in their sin. Verse 21, it says, In the presence of God and in Christ and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging. Do nothing from partiality. See, here's the point. It says maybe someone or, or a couple of people bring it a charge to you, and it's a charge that is against uh, Elder Mr. Nice Guy, your favorite elder, or the, the guy that always is so kind and so generous. And, and because of this person, you say, you know what, they could have never done that. And I like them so much that I'm going to prejudge this situation and I'm not going to receive that accusation at all. That's showing partiality. 
Or maybe it's one person that brings an accusation against one elder. And sometimes they teach things that you don't like that they teach them. They, they teach out of the Bible, but you don't like those truths that they're teaching. And so the moment you hear this accusation, you're like, I knew it. They must be in sin. They must be wrong. And what you're doing there is you are prejudging. You are acting in partiality. The scripture teaches we should not act in partiality from either direction. Making up our mind about a person's innocence or guilt before all of the evidence is brought forward, before all of the potential witnesses are heard, we must be careful not to prejudge. See, this is a biblical principle. The accusations should be received and they should be multiple witnesses. There should be evidence. We should not just say because someone is accused of something, they're guilty. And we should not ever say because someone is such a great guy, they could never be guilty. We must not be partial and we must not prejudge. This is part of why a church should have a plurality of elders. Because a plurality of elders safeguards the church from having a what's sometimes called the man of God mentality, where the church has a pastor and he stands above the rest and he is untouchable and he is someone that no accusation could ever be brought against and he's always right. That, that's very dangerous. This is why we are to appoint elders, plural, to have multiple uh, I believe that the lead pastor is an elder. He is equal with the other pastors. And together, they, they're able to keep each other accountable. They're able to safeguard from this man of God mentality. And they're able to receive accusations appropriately to do the work to see if there's merit. To, to not be a church that operates on partiality. Now, this is the point. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.